This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. And just like that, the college football playoff semifinals are behind us, and we're set for the national championship game. Welcome into BetQLU alongside RJ Choppy and John Martin. I'm Chris Mack. And for the next hour, we got you. We are going to look back on those semifinal games in the Rose Bowl and Sugar Bowl, the wins by Michigan and Washington over. Alabama and Texas, respectively, look ahead to the national championship game and take a peek at this weekend's hoops action as well. All on the way, of course, you can watch it right here on the Odyssey Sports YouTube channel if you're doing so. Hi, how are you? We appreciate you joining us every Thursday night here. And of course, you're listening inside your Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, where it's available as a podcast as soon as it's ready for you or live coast to coast on the BetQL network either Friday night or Saturday morning. We appreciate you. However, you're joining us this weekend for BetQLU. Let's take a look back at those semifinal games, and let's start. Well, we'll just go chronologically, and we'll talk about the Rose Bowl first, boys. Um, This was the one that uh, it, it gave us some things that I don't think we necessarily thought we would get, at least that I thought we would get. Uh, Michigan, they cover uh, the two-point spread that it ended up landing at. 27-20 is the final. Alabama gets a final crack at the end, but they can't pull it off because at that point, Jalen Milrow not only was having to do gymnastics just to catch the snaps at that point in the game, but was then also running for his life more often than not. Sacked six times by Michigan on New Year's Day. And, again, to bring it back to the quarterbacks, I, I'll, I'll own it. I thought Milrow would outplay J.J. McCarthy. Nope, J.J. McCarthy, uh, even though Milrow didn't get much help from his offensive line, J.J. McCarthy in the clutch outplayed Jalen Milrow, choppy. And so here we are. Michigan gets it to overtime. Wolverines beat the Tide. Uh, I thought Saban would cook up something, but in the end, he wasn't able to cook it up. And there were really times where it felt like Michigan – Despite their special teams leaving this a game, Michigan had chances to pull away. Uh, and then, of course, Alabama would work their way back into the lead. Um, it, it, I, I don't know. I, Michigan is just better, I guess, than a lot of us give them credit for at this point. You know, I, that was a weird game because, like, it felt in the beginning like it was going to get away from Michigan. You know, Alabama had the early interception called back. They got the punt. Uh, the muffed punt touchdown. All right, they're up seven zip. Here we go. And then the fumble, the Milrow fumble, you know, when they were about to put a stranglehold in this thing. And and I know Michigan didn't score off that, but 
that was an opportunity for Michigan for Alabama right there to really put a stranglehold. They had chances, and I thought Saban, uh, you know, puckered up a little bit instead of going for it on fourth and two, uh, deciding to, you know, kick a field goal or punt. Uh, I, I'll, I'll be honest, you know, like a lot of things had to go right for Michigan in that game. I don't know. I still don't know how um, that pass that was tipped uh, made it all the way to the receiver for a great catch, by the way. Like that ball is intercepted 99 out of 100 times. It's tipped up. It kind of goes errant. It didn't. It kept the same trajectory. The spiral was there. It was crazy luck that thing was able to go through. And then Michigan, from that point on, was unbeatable. Yeah, and this thing clears the total by a point, point and a half, too, John. Um, it, Michigan, again, I'm going to I'm gonna just give credit where maybe it's been due all year, but we didn't see them have to put it into practice uh, other than against Ohio State and, to a lesser extent, against Penn State. Michigan looked like the better team, especially down the stretch, despite the mistakes they made. Um, I think for my money, they did end up looking like the better team. Well, first of all, happy new year, guys. Same to you, my happy friend. Year, I mean, we just we just skipped all the pleasantries, got right to all it. Of them. You know. Uh by the way, did you guys hear like a smacking sound? I apologize for that. I was not looking up anything inappropriate in that event. It was an odd screen that is godforsaken ad that runs at all hours of the night and it it's it's called mm-hmm. spank odds, and so it sounds like a spanking. Um, yeah, that, that's how Wait. I monitor the the live ad. The right, live John, John Whitlock over it, here. It, it, this this is this right here is an ad for just sticking to BetMGM, my friends. Yeah. Spank odds. That sounds yeah. like something they would put in a South Park plot, my man. Spank odds. No, hey no, guys, guys, it's, I found, it's, it's, I found it's, a plus one twenty five on SpankOdds.com, guys. Yeah, they have all the odds, man. And from from BetMGM everywhere, they update them live. Anyway, I've closed it. You're not going to have to worry about that from here on out, okay? Thank At least you. for this episode. Um, but yeah, look, uh, we talked about this before um, before the game, and <clears throat> I had a change of heart. Not going to lie to you guys, I'm not too, I'm not too proud to admit that. You know, I thought this was going to be a spot where Alabama rolled. Um, I think I called it a biblical beatdown, and by the time the game rolled around I didn't have anything uh in pre-game I just could not get there on Bama a couple of sharp groups did play uh Michigan minus two and that got up two and a half before kick um and I just wanted to watch the game and just kind of see you know from there what it looked like and I I ended up hitting Michigan minus two and a half 105 live because I just I, I thought that there was an offensive line disparity that was, a, I mean, and there was for, you know, a majority yeah. of the game. Now, credit to Nick Saban for adjusting in the second half. He, he wasn't dropping Jalen Milrow back nearly as much. He was leaning on that running game. But, look, Michigan did things in that game that were uncharacteristic both to the good and to the bad. Uh, uncharacteristically good, that drive down 20-13. to 13. Um, They had never been in a situation like that before all year long, and they come back and they force overtime. Uncharacter- uncharacteristically bad. Uh, the special teams play, the muff punts, uh, all of that. And they still beat Alabama by a touchdown. So uh, I thought that was as impressive as it gets in college football, especially when you consider all the all the small things that Michigan didn't do well that they usually do. And I know we're going to get to it. 
Uh, but I think that spells bad things for Washington. Yeah, I kind of lean that way as well. And you're right. We'll get into a preview of the national title game in a couple minutes here on BetQLU. But let's pivot to the late game, to the Sugar Bowl game. Uh, Washington ends up going off as a three-and-a-half-point dog. I saw there were, there were a couple spots where it got real high, where it pushed up to five, five-and-a-half. Um, but for the most part, it was three-and-a-half. Money line was right around plus 140, 150, except, again, for one weird spot where it, it was way off. But point remains, Washington uh, wins outright, uh, and Texas made it feel closer, I think, than it was late in that ball game with the repeated chances to, to come back in that one. But Michael Penix goes off 430 yards, a couple of touchdowns. This pair of receivers is ridiculous, Adunze and Polk. Um, And Kalen DeBoer now, I don't care if it's NAIA, if it's D2, D1, FBS, FCS, has only lost 11 football games in his coaching career, which is kind of ridiculous. Um, I I, want to believe, like I was talking with with the guys on the Daily Tip about this uh, earlier this week. I want to believe that that Washington can finish the job, but like you said, John, it just feels like Michigan did so much in that Rose Bowl game that backed up a few of the things we saw against Ohio State, maybe a couple of the things we saw against Penn State that you go, oh, yeah, yeah, this is, we may not like them, but this is Michigan's year. Yeah, I mean, Michigan's been the best team in, in, in football, you know, and I know Georgia's statement in the in the Florida State game in the in the uh what what was that the cotton that wasn't the Cotton Bowl what what bowl was that doesn't really matter uh, orange, but, orange uh, bowl right yeah the Orange Bowl yeah I mean that obviously that was a hell of a way to go out but Michigan's still still sitting here undefeated and they've beaten you know the SEC champion and they've beaten Ohio State and they've beaten Penn State. You know, and what, whatever those teams went on to do in their bowl games is not really relevant to me. You're talking about two top five, top ten teams, three when you consider Alabama now. So, look, I just don't think there's really any um, any hurdle that this Michigan team isn't prepared for. I think the game plan is going to be very simple against Washington. But I will say, just for, for Washington and their part in this, they have been completely slighted by the market uh, in every big game this year. Uh, except one, except the home game against Oregon. And that was really just a home field advantage, minus three, here you go, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. And they have spit in the face of the market at every turn. Is this going to be the same, or is this the part where the market's finally right? I don't know. With that being said, that performance from Penix uh, in this game is as good a quarterback performance as I can remember. So, look, they deserve to be here. Can they win it? Can they pull it off again? I think that's really unlikely. But they are they are a deserving finalist in these playoffs, no question about it. Choppy, let me ask you this question about the quarterbacks. Um, did we all underestimate Michael Penix? Like, it, I guess because I kept coming back to him, especially later in the year. I remember us having the conversations about Penix, and he was dinged up for a time. His wide receivers were dinged up. They were playing games on the road in Corvallis and other places. Um, and Penix didn't, it had a couple of stat lines that, just to be quite honest, weren't that great. And that's why he fell out of the Heisman race uh, as he did in the last couple of weeks. Is Penix maybe the best quarterback in college football this year? 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Oh, he's been the best quarterback in college football since the start. Um, people just didn't want to give him the Heisman for whatever reason. I mean, I know he's 30 years old, uh, but <laughs> that, that's, you know... The, he was the best player. He should have been the Heisman Trophy winner. I'd have voted for him. Uh, there, there's you. You saw, you saw this week against Texas why he was the best quarterback in the league and why they're undefeated. I mean, if I had to use one word to describe that football game, I would just simply say dimes. Like that dude was dropping them in hands, and that's not like those receivers were wide open. Okay, they were. I mean, they were blanketed, and he put them in spots. They didn't have to move their hands. They could have caught those with their eyes closed. That was one of the most impressive deep ball performances I've seen in a college game in years. In years. So, I mean, he is easily the best quarterback in the country. We thought we thought Jalen Milrow was, was the better quarterback than J.J. McCarthy. We know mm-hmm. Michael Penix is. And that's the difference. Like, this guy is an NFL quarterback. And he's playing yeah. in the championship game against a guy who, I mean, he may get a look. You know, he may get like an undrafted free agent spot. But, it, I mean, he's probably more XFL, UF, UFL, whatever they call it now. You know what I mean? They, he's a college guy. <laughs> you know, J.J. McCarthy's a classic college quarterback. He's not going to be this great NFL player. Michael Penix is going to be a first-round draft pick. There is a massive quarterback disparity in this game. Well, Michigan's favored by four and a half across the board right now, wherever you look. Um, that's as of Thursday night, January 4th. So we'll see if that moves at all in the next couple of days, but it feels like it's pretty solid. Um, and again, we'll, we'll get into that game specifically in a lot more detail in just a couple of minutes. One last thing I kind of wanted to look back on, and we, and we talked a bunch last week and even the week before during our bowl special about the quality of some of these bowl games. The quality of the playoff games, great. Right, like we've had oh, yeah. playoff games before in the in the semifinal era, the CFP era, where we got a, a couple of duds and and maybe a decent game in the national title game. Hopefully, the national title game holds up to the semis in this case. Um, but when we get, we're, we're going to go from three playoff games this year in the last six or seven years to next year. All of a sudden, we're going to have eleven playoff games. Like, <laughs> and I, I don't. Do you guys have a feeling that? we're going to get as good a quality, especially in the quarterfinal games, right? Or, or the play-in games, I guess, if you want to call them that. Um, the 5 through 12 games next year yep. that we've that we've had this year in the semifinals, John. Yeah, look, I mean, I, I, I agree totally. And, I mean, you were talking about, like, let's just, like, Ole Miss-Penn State. You know, that's going right. to be a, a playoff game, right? It just is. 
Um, and and I know like it ended up being thirty eight twenty five, but like that was an int- that was one of the games where there were limited opt outs, right? It was competitive, mm-hmm. like I, you know, Clemson, Kentucky. I don't know. I don't think that would have been a playoff game, but you know, you, you hope for more games like that. I mean, it just felt like you could count on one hand the bowl games this year where both teams cared about it and didn't you know have a ton of opt outs that you know again wasn't a playoff playoff game itself. Um, yeah, Georgia, Florida State. Yeah, like, you, you know, exactly. They just had a ton of, you know, Florida State was frigging marred. Um, Oregon, Oregon Liberty, but, I mean, that was just a bug meat windshield, you know, uh, and it right. was probably always going to be that. Um, so, and but everybody played. There were very limited opt-outs, and, you know, Bo Nix and those guys were into the fourth quarter. I mean, that's what it'll look like, right, when the group of five team gets in, you know. Yeah. That'll be all, most likely it'll be that not, lopsided. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I thought I – thought, it was a good finish. It was a really bad start in middle for bowl season, but I thought it was a really good finish, especially obviously when you consider both playoff games were fantastic. Yeah, it was it was a good finish. And you know, look, I mean, I, I do think that, you know, because of the transfer portal, the disparity at the top has been saved a little bit. It's not so much the same as it used to be. I mean, these games were never within two touchdowns ever prior to last year. And the transfer portal really kicked. So now I think you're getting more competitive games. My concern is going to be, obviously, the group of five winner. Sorry, John, I know. Elitist SEC guy over here. But like the group of five winner, you know, might get they – get, they might get punched, you know. Um, yeah. And then, like, let's just say the group of five winner isn't the 12 seed. You know, the 12 against the five um, – you know, Georgia this year, Florida now Florida State maybe not because of their quarterback situation, but, you know, Georgia was going to whoop up on anybody they played. Georgia, I mean, you could really – you watch those four games, those two games over the weekend. I mean, you could sit here. If you're Georgia, you'd be like, guys, we, we could have beat Michigan that night. We, we could have beat Michigan. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know what if, I mean? So, if, like if, – if, if Georgia plays Liberty this year, <laughs> I don't think it's a pretty ball game. Not – at yeah. all, if that's the five twelve in a given year. Um, let, let's dive back into the national title game, though, and let's talk about what we expect from Washington and Michigan. And you guys both mentioned the portal. There are a couple interesting names that have already hit the portal. If we have time, we'll touch on that as well. And then uh, pivot towards hoops as well with a big weekend. Some teams trying to bounce back in that regard as well. All on the way alongside John Martin and RJ Choppy, you're locked in to BetQLU. You've been-